How do you provide yourself with self-love? How do you fall in love with yourself? What does self-love mean to you? Welcome to Love Always Self, a podcast about connection to self, reflections of self, and how this impacts our reality. We're all about trying to find balance, discovering tools for spiritual wellness, and creating a safe place to have loving conversations about a broad range of topics. I'm Carista, an energy healer with a background in Reiki, nursing, health coaching, and personal training. I have a holistic mindset and believe that everyone and everything can work together in harmony so that we can create more balanced life experiences. And I'm Shira, a spiritual intuitive and explorer of personal truth with a background in management and finance. I feel we are all connected and guided by our own spiritual team, whom I refer to as Mount Glass, and I want to help teach you how to connect with yours. We believe we're all connected, and by learning to love self, we will elevate the collective consciousness and learn to create deeper connections with each other, self, and source. As we grow and learn through our own life adventures and self-discoveries, we hope you gain insights into your own truth. Don't forget to subscribe to stay notified of new content, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Love Always Self. I'm Shira. Hi, y'all. I'm Karista. And thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Love Always Self. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you. So I'm excited about this topic, about self-love. And we've asked a few of our guests that we've had on in the past year and a half. And so I think it's time for us to address this question outside of the people's journey which if you've not seen any of the people's journeys, you can check that out on YouTube. There's a special playlist for the people's journey, but it's also on all of our podcast platforms as well. Yes, it is. And for all of you listening, please, if you like this content, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you stay notified of all future content from us. You know, we ask this hard-hitting question at the end of the people's journey because it's really the basis of what we wanted to discover when starting this podcast. Carrie, you actually came up with the name of our show here, Love Always Self. And it had this love letter context to it where whenever you're journaling and and you're diving within and you're going within, at the end of it all, it's you talking to you. And so I really did enjoy the name when we came up with it. Anywho, with that is also us really trying to discover self, right? Discover what that means to us, like to ourselves as well. And how do we practice that on a regular basis without compromising other parts of ourselves and being able to expand on that in general? Because I do think that a lot of us throughout our lives, we get so distracted with so many other things that sometimes we forget how important self is, self-care, self-love. And that's why we need some of these like, hey, like (laughs) attention, please. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's why we ended up doing the love letter to self, love always signed self. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes with probably without saying that what does self-love mean to you is a hard question to answer sometimes. I mean, it's not easy to figure that out. And it can be different for everybody. So it, it can take different flavors, different experiences, different upbringings that yeah. teach us or help us learn 
about what it is that we need to provide for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't we dive into the first question that we started this episode off with, which is how do you provide yourself with self-love? So I consider different aspects of myself. So we have our body, we have our mind, we have our emotional self, we have our intellectual self, and we have our spiritual self. And I'm sure there will be more. I'm sure there are more that I didn't just list. But for me, it's important to keep those things in balance. So making time to care for those different aspects of self. So whether that's doing a workout, even though like there are days when I don't want to, just knowing that it'll feel better afterwards, not just for the physical effects, but for the emotional effects as well. Because if we don't express emotion, then a lot of times our body will carry that with us and it will be expressed one way or the other. So being able to express that energy, that buildup of energy through positive physical activity is one way that I do take care of myself. Food healthy food, nutritious food. I do that about like 70% of the time because it is important to treat yourself too. Yeah. I like to treat myself. Throwing in a little bit of what is chocolate tort, or for me, it would be tres leches cake. Mm. (laughs) I had a tuxedo cake slice yesterday. It was so good. (laughs) I was happy. But not overdoing it, right? Like not overindulging and becoming gluttonous because then it's not a treat anymore. It's just what you do. So I do try to consider what my body needs versus what my taste buds are wanting, because that's just a very small part of my body. And in the process of consuming foods, doing so with intention. So actually taking a brief moment when I sit down with my plate of food to just, I'll call it pondering on where the food came from, what it experienced in its lifespan to come to the point of being on my plate and then expressing gratitude for that. And that Mm -hmm. shift in the food, that energy around the food, making it a positive experience and even expressing gratitude and setting the intention that my body will take this for the greatest and highest good. So those are the easy things, right? When we address like the physical, obvious, (laughs) tangible things, you know, and even that can be hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I struggle with the taking care of this physical form. And I'm sure many of those listening to this have the same struggles. You find these excuses in yourself of like, oh, I don't have enough time, which is ironic because you're only here with that time with you and your physical body. And I have to remind myself of that sometimes. Yeah, you have to make time. And Mm -hmm. that is an important aspect of self-care, of providing yourself with self-love, is making time for yourself and your needs and not allowing all the other responsibilities to cause you to compromise taking care of self and providing yourself with self-love. Yeah, I agree. One of my biggest aspects of providing myself with self-love is kindness to, Mm -hmm. to me. It's really easy to be hard on yourself. It's really easy to judge yourself, to take a moment and just be like, oh, I hate the way my stomach looks in this shirt. Or like, and I'm, I'm speaking from things that I've said to myself before, forgetting that the thoughts and the vibration of your words carry an effect. And so my biggest trait that I have gained is to say nice things to myself in the mornings. You are loved. You are beautiful. 
You are perfect the way you are. And to do that without trying to compromise the thought, which I know in the beginning of practicing this, I would do that and be like, you're perfect the way you are. Well, I mean, you could use a little work. <laughs> like I'd have those thoughts or I'd come up with an excuse to not fully feel the words that I was trying to say to myself. And now I'm creating this like conflict within that thing that you don't want to do is have that conflict within. I'm going to say this thing. So I eventually get there, but I don't believe it. So that's one way I like to practice my own personal self-love is to be nicer to me. Do the things that I do to everybody else all day long when I'm nice to them. I, you should do the same thing to yourself. Practicing patience and compassion. It's so much easier to do so with other people than with yourself. And that's yeah. unfortunate because it should be easiest to do it with self. Absolutely. Ideally. Ideally. <laughs> <laughs> in a perfect world. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like this really ties into the next question at the beginning of our episode, which is how do you fall in love with yourself? Mm. This is one of those things that has taken time for me. It, it honestly took me into the last three years or so within the last three years where I actually started to realize that I have finally started to fall in love with myself again. Yeah, um, beautiful. Oh, thanks. Thanks, babe. It's, it's one of those things where I had to remember that the opinion of others didn't matter as much as the opinion of myself did. And even that opinion needed work. So practicing that kindness to myself, remembering that a lot of the things from the opinions of others is just a, a, a deflection or projection. a projection. Thank you. That's words. <laughs> but it is one of those magical moments when you just drop this judgment, the care of judgment of others and the judgment towards yourself. And you build this awareness around yourself that you have all the possibilities in the world to create the life that you want, to love the way you want to love, to receive the amount of love that you give out every day, to realize that the love that you have is literally around you at all times because we're all made up of nothing but that, which is that source frequency that we're all part of. And so when you start to tap into that a little bit, when you, when you realize this thought process, or even if you just bring your awareness to the potential of that thought process, little by little, you start to peel away this layer of this, like the lack of self-love that you had within. And that's something that, yeah. It's interesting because this, the connotation behind this question, how do you fall in love with yourself, indicates that you weren't previously in love with yourself. And I wonder, so I was just trying to think back on it. When I was a, a kid, you know, in the single digits, when I was a child, I think I was in love with myself. Like I, I cared about myself right? Like I, I don't remember about that yeah. having these outside, it comes on, right? Like with school, you, you have to be around, you're around other kids and they've got their distortions from that are passed down from their families and you have your own within your own family. And so at some point you start paying more attention to all these external opinions yeah. Rather than standing fully in yourself when you were like four, right? Like, I can't recall 100%, but I don't recall questioning whether or not I deserved love 
or I was worth love or whether or not I loved myself until later in life, maybe starting in middle school, right? You start getting separate. Depending on your situation, right? Because I've seen it from children much younger than I think I was when I started becoming more aware of like different social dynamics or economic statuses, or I am supposed to look like this, or I'm supposed to be this race, or I'm supposed to talk like this. Like those types of things didn't come until probably middle school, like you said. But I, as an adult, I've seen younger kids mostly because they're coming in way more aware than I think we have in the past. You know, social media does its thing. Yeah. And so I, I've seen it at a much younger age, but but I agree with you from my own personal experiences. Yeah. I remember being just playful and, you know, silly like, and a goofball. Right. And right. Not I didn't, thinking about what other people thought yeah. about what I was yeah. doing. And so this whole like, how do you fall in love with yourself? For me, it's rediscovering my authentic self. Yes. And accepting that authentic self for the beautiful differences. I am still a goofball. There was a probably, you know, 20 year time frame where I felt like that was a shameful thing. And I would try and hide that silliness. And now I love bringing her out. She mm. makes me feel full. Mm. And even when other people outside me still give me those weird, like judgy looks, like, that's okay. You know what? I'm happy. I'm joyful. I'm living in love. You can join me. Yeah. <laughs> or you can stay in that judgmental state. That's okay. That's your choice. But I'm going to stay here. <laughs> Just for a second, though, I was thinking about that time that you went and hugged a tree. And you did not care. <laughs> you did not care who was watching, who was walking by, whatever. Just wrapped your arms around it, right? And like, and I was just sitting there thinking like, oh, she's doing this, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, go carry. <laughs> and it was just fun and it was playful. And in that moment, yeah. you had no care what anybody else thought. And you were just being you. Right. Like doing cartwheels in a park at 40 yeah. or, you yeah. know, when we were on the beach and I did like that jump in the air and you took a picture. And <laughs> I call it the Nike symbol. It was a Nike switch. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. But I'm yeah. like just just reconnecting with that inner child of play and fun and joy and magic and not judging other people for their judgments, but just recognizing that I'm stable in my yeah. space, in my love. And if they're being triggered, it's probably something deeper within them. It has nothing to do with me and my silliness. You ever watch a, a show and they do something really awkward in it? I normally like to, you know, refer back to The Bachelor for this one. Like you're watching this. <laughs> and you're like, no, don't do it. And you get embarrassed for them. Yeah. And then you realize how judgy you're being. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, they're just doing their thing, you know, like, okay. And you want to melt within your own seat, even yeah. though nobody's there to see you do this. Like, <laughs> like it's not affecting you at all, right? Well, and, and and I don't know if it's shame or if you, or if it's judgment or if you feel shame for them. Yeah. You put yourself in their shoes and you're like, oh, I'd be yeah. so embarrassed. Like, I'm embarrassed for you. It's judgment and shame, right? Right. Yeah. I love this planet. I was thinking also about, I asked my husband this question once and I asked him, I was like, what makes you love me so much? Almost as if I wanted to experience me from his perspective. 
like, I know I get to do that in my life review and I'm looking forward to that moment, but like not anytime soon, but like, it was just, (laughs) thank you for clarifying, (laughs) but I, I asked him that in, and, and all the kind words that he said back to me, I found myself thinking, am I accepting what he's saying? Cause these are his thoughts on how he feels about me, but am I, am I accepting it for myself? Do I believe it for myself? Because everything he's saying stands true for him, right? And that was that question of, wow, do I even see myself that way when I look in the mirror versus how everyone else sees me? And that was the thing that really got me going on the starting to build this relationship with me, starting to remember who I was and who I wanted to be and how I wanted to express who Shira is and just be okay with that with that connection what what exactly what you said Carrie that authentic self and the more I get closer to feeling that I'm being just me all the time the closer I feel happiness the more I feel that heart-centered connection see previous episodes and like the the more I feel in love with me and the more I feel in love with me the easier and seamless it feels to love others super easily complete strangers, you name it. And to receive love from others because you're not questioning the validity of that love and whether or not they see you as who you truly are, or if they're just loving the mask that you wear. So, you know, I want to, I want to go back to rediscovering self and how do we do that? Cause that sounds like all fine and dandy. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll rediscover myself, but (laughs) Okay. Right. Little challenges are there. <laughs> Give me more information. So I I was thinking about like connecting with things that I used to love to do as a child. And do I still enjoy doing them now? Because there's a lot of things that because of all the other adulting responsibilities, our passions, our hobbies, they tend to get minimized and set aside. And so for me, I would like to start taking another dance class. Because I grew up, I did 20 years of dance growing up. And so it's so important to me that I would trade working out for regular dancing. Which is working out. Which is working out. It's moving my body. It's still expressing. So dancing, reading, I have. You got a bit of a book collection there. (laughs) No shelf control here. Well, I've actually started to get back into reading like fiction. That's fine. I, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I just started, I'm on my third book right now, you know, for the year and it's, it's great. I forgot how fun it is to use your imagination, getting out with friends, people that I think rediscovering yourself with people that you trust. So you can fully step into that authentic self and feel more comfortable expressing it around people that you don't know as well. I know a lot of people were tested with that one in the last year. Absolutely. Now I'm not saying like be unprofessional in your professional space. You still have to use some common sense in certain areas because (laughs) of societal norms and acceptance. So there is a little bit of balancing, knowing who you can truly like be your total self around. But most importantly, you should be able to be your total self with you. Man, you touched on something. I was like, man, do I go there or not? But there is a transition that happens, right? There's a transition that happens when when you leave your personal environment and you go into the professional environment, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're just not in the mood to be there. Let's just be honest. And sometimes when you're not in the mood to be there, 
you feel like you're being kind of fake because you're smiling at everyone <laughs> and you're having to hold this. And then so by the end of your day, because you haven't let go of whatever it was that was bothering you and you haven't decided to, and this is a little practice, a little tip for those listening that have come across this moment. I have found that it's a lot easier when people are saying hi to me at work and I'm in that space where I feel like I'm being not authentic. It's a lot easier for me to transition back into being authentic when I decide to be present in the moment of those being kind to me. That, that's a hard, hard one. But when you practice it, you'll get used to it. <laughs> the more you practice it, the easier it does become, for sure. You triggered another thought in my head. As adults, we tend to get into relationships. And a lot of times in those relationships, we have to be a little bit flexible with how the relationship works together. And so right. I know from personal experience that I chose to set aside certain things that were important to me so that I could lift my partner up. And that's perfectly reasonable. You're a right. partnership and that should be a give and a take thing, but not forgetting to pick those pieces back up and reprioritize them again and continue to lift yourself up and not compromise yourself for a relationship. The reason I bring that up is because that is a path that I took at a point in my relationship, I find it even more important to go back to that rediscovery of self. Yeah, absolutely. Because you'll find yourself creating way more boundaries than you maybe actually need when you go into a space of losing yourself within mm -hmm. or putting somebody else's needs always in front of your own. It'll somehow transition into like, oh, I got to set a lot of boundaries with this person now. Absolutely agree. Yeah. So, ooh, Shira, what does self-love mean to you? I feel kind of bad that we asked this question to <laughs> To all of our guests because whoop, when you when you get it from somebody else you're like oh dang that's hard right I so, mean when you don't have time to like take notes <laughs> right just, which I didn't so <laughs> I just wrote down some keywords she's some so that more I prepared than I am on these just so we're all clear <laughs> not um, always <laughs> <laughs> to me self-love means acknowledging self being aware of self being in love with self rediscovering self and constantly rediscovering self that's important. We're constantly changing. So yeah. just like growth occurs in a relationship from two people who are constantly growing, continuing to learn about each other, the same is for you and learning about yourself. Because what Absolutely. you enjoyed at four years old may not be the same as what you enjoy at 40. But you won't know unless you try it again. Absolutely. I. What else? Let's see. Being kind to self. Being okay with looking within, being okay with realizing that there is no such thing as perfect, but we're always, always, always perfect. And that love is every single where we go. Every single where? Love every is everywhere <laughs> we go and in every single place we go to and yeah, in everything. <laughs> and it's all around us. And if it's all around us, then you're also made up of the same thing. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it with that. So Carrie, what does self-love mean to you? So I wrote some keywords down. <laughs> so compassion, patience, self-acceptance, pride, care, parenting, mm -hmm. and lifting up. I wrote the opposite, like kind of like other words. So no rushing of self, no judgment, no shame no dismissals, 
That's big. No lacking in meeting needs and no harsh words, no putting down. So total self-acceptance of your entire self, your body, your mind, your spirit, your intellect, not trying to change anything about self so that it is like others. Change is inevitable, but are you changing because of conformity or are you changing because of growth? Growth is where we love. Conformity is what we do when we need to wear a mask, when we can't give ourselves permission to be our total self. That right. doesn't feel as good. That feels very restrictive and limiting. Releasing judgment about self and providing compassion to self. So when you make mistakes, when you make errors, rather than coming down on self, recognizing the opportunity for growth and expressing curiosity for that. So I want to go back to one word, parenting. There are times when we have to parent ourselves yeah. and give ourselves everything that we needed that we may not have received as a child. I'm not trying to make judgment or to cause shame in parents. I mean, parenting's hard yeah. and nobody's perfect at it. And I hear that no matter what you do, in some way, you're going to give that child some sort of distortion. <laughs> yeah, part of our humanness, you know. We I try had that question best. with my own, dude, like <laughs> all the time. I'm like, okay, I'm giving advice, but God, is this going to morph him into somebody he doesn't want to be? Like, what am I doing? Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are times when you need to provide that comforting space, that proverbial shoulder to lean on for yourself. And whether that means going and sitting yourself in a comfortable chair with a cup of hot cocoa and a tissue or a journal or whatever it is, sometimes we need to provide that type of care that we would like to receive from our parents to ourselves. Absolutely. So I just wanted to clarify that. I like that one. Oh, what a great conversation and a great reminder. And I hope that the insights that we've provided on what those questions mean to us, even though we ask this to our guests, like sit with it. You might have to come back and listen to this again and remind yourself again that it's okay to be in love with yourself. Mm -hmm. All right. So without further ado, let's... let me ask real quick, is it oh, important yeah. to clarify the difference between self-love and narcissism? <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> I was just curious. Yeah. I mean, yeah, go for it. Like, if that is helpful, because the the self love and the prioritizing yourself and, and being you know, in love with yourself, this is bigger than bigger than ego, right? That that it's much bigger than ego. It's it's all encompassing, and it's the truth of who you are and the authenticity. I'm gonna call the ego a little bit of a frontliner. <laughs> you know, so narcissism is I'm more important than everybody else. Self-care is, I'm just as important. That's solid. That may be like super simplified, right? I'm not using like psychology terms or anything like that. I'm just saying that's kind of a stark difference. But isn't the simplicity of it all like the best part? The overcomplication of, of the terms that we use, the language that we create sometimes can blur the lines, but it is literally just that simple. We... Right. Each and every single one of you and, and myself and Carrie, we're all just as important as anything else we put importance towards outside of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. So, okay. I think it's beautiful. All right. Moving right along. Two. Uh, 
the collective card reading. <laughs> this is my favorite. I'm not going to lie. I get I and now this time we haven't actually opened the box. <laughs> so we're going to do a box opening too. Now we have used this particular deck before. So when I say opening the box, I don't mean as a brand new box, but as in we're going to open it, shuffle the cards while we are recording. Let's see what pops out. So in Let's other words, neither of us has seen any of the cards. Nothing. We're going to take a little bit of a gander with that name there because I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce it correctly. Shushan Movasian and Gemma Summers. Yes, the Soulful Woman Guidance Cards. <laughs> All right, here we go. How beautiful is this? I love this. It's got a little guidebook in here. It's feeding time downstairs. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make this quick for the pups. All right. Let's see here. Part of my uh, self-care practice. And come on, guys. Give me three beautiful messages for the collective and for Carissa and myself. Part of my self-care happens to be interior decorating. <laughs> and I absolutely love it. So I got to do a little bit of that today. And I just felt like a child again. I really did. I felt like a child again. And I was sitting there just having the best time. And I'm taking pictures and videos. Stay tuned for that on Divine Living, Style and Decor. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. I like to think when we're doing these and it's taking a while to shuffle that they're playing around with all the potential realities to see which one's going to work best and what we actually need to hear. Okay. You're going to get four today instead of three. Sometimes that is what it is. All right. <laughs> being mm -hmm. with discomfort. Mm -hmm. Did that, mm -hmm. not to I, mention that being the first one that came out, right? Right. I, I was chuckling when I was reading being with discomfort. Yeah. Because part of that, I mean, this connects with rediscovering self. Some of our layers where we've covered ourselves and we may have parts of ourselves that are hidden. Removing those layers can be uncomfortable. Yeah, I can. Yeah. And it's working through this distortion of shame and getting comfortable with yourself. I love what this says too. At times of discomfort, I courageously seek my soul essence, which is clear, pure, and luminous. Mm, I love that. See, yeah. like sitting with discomfort, it sounds like a like a bad thing, but truly there's so much information within when you, when you actually allow yourself to go deeper rather than distract yourself with external sources. I oh, saw we this. didn't uh... explain the card. We didn't. <laughs> oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. First off, there's a woman from her neck up and her head is partially covered, but you can see that she's brunette. She's got a darker skin tone. She's beautiful. Her eyes are very relaxed and just kind of like peacefully gazing off into the distance. She's got flowers all around her, different types, roses. It looks like a hibiscus, maybe a, a bird of paradise. There's a butterfly, a little monarch butterfly right by her or right on her hair. Lots of, um, I almost said blues, reds, oranges, and yellows. <laughs> <laughs> her eyes have a hint of blue, even though she's got the tan skin. And I love the bangled earrings. And she's even like blushed, right? It's almost like she's not able to look at somebody in the eye. Like she's kind of casting down a little bit with yeah. a little bit of uncertainty 
And that blushing kind of makes me feel like she's either uncomfortable, whether that's shame, whether that's lacking acceptance or judgment or anything like that. And so it's sitting with that and asking yourself, why, why am I triggered by this? Why, you know, what, what trauma or experience may be telling me that I need to feel this way? What's at the root of the discomfort? That's awesome. I love this. The next one. Wow. I mean, I guess this is, wow. I've never seen this one. Me neither. And oh my gosh, (laughs) I I embrace my body. Were we not just talking about this? We absolutely, we were, we were, you know, this is a part of yourself of self-acceptance. So first off the card itself, it's, I was like, how do you even describe that? So For all there, of you listeners on podcasts, please go to YouTube to see these cards. They're absolutely stunning. <laughs> I agree. I highly recommend it. So there's a feminine figure and she's green. So her skin, it looks like clothing and even it's almost like the Hamza shape behind her. Oh yeah. It in, is. Huh. in green. And there's like, it's like plant life. I, and oh, this is a hard one to describe. It's, it's just swirls all around her of this beautiful life at the bottom. There's a flower and it looks kind of like a a purple tulip. And I think this is symbolizing the, the life within her, right? Yeah. It feels like it, like she's blooming with the flower. It's almost like she's touching the bottom part of the plant, like this Mm -hmm. bulb area of the plant. She's got a a bud that's not fully bloomed on the inside of her image. So I honor and embrace all of my body. I am receptive to her specific needs is what it says on the card. I mean, (laughs) do we need to go back to the beginning of the episode? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So this is just part of the acceptance of self, the physical body being one of them in its natural form. It is beautiful. It is incredible. And it's not perfect. Our perfect ideals are man-made. What Absolutely. I consider when it comes to physical body, as far as like health, wellness, energy, happiness, happiness, joy. So that brings us to the unknown. That's, okay. what, the, that's what it says on the card. Mm-hmm. I bow to the infinite intelligence of the cosmos and my next steps are revealed. I'm getting like a Japanese slash Native American vibe on this one. I know. It's got the feather, the gold feather and the braided hair. So this is, oh, obviously it's soulful woman. They're all going to be feminine. Duh. Um, (laughs) So another feminine figure in this card, only she has very pale skin. She's got the bright red lips and blue eyes. The contrast there made me think of like the Japanese culture and the, the makeup that they wear. And she's wearing a red shirt. Her hair is braided. There's a gold feather hanging from her hair. And just above that gold feather is a red flower and then two more pink and white flowers above that. In her left hand, she's holding it palm face up with a sparrow, a brown sparrow sitting in the palm of her hand. Oh, is it a blackbird in her necklace? That is a blackbird in her necklace. (laughs) And if y'all haven't listened to our previous episode where we talk about seeing blackbirds everywhere and we also talk about the meaning of blackbirds, which can represent change. Adaptability. Okay. The unknown. 
I wonder if after years of living as a human and adulting, if part of the unknown is self. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have years, yeah. years, decades of training to be a certain way, starting from elementary school. Maybe in this regard, because we have sitting with the discomfort, learning about self, embracing the body and recognizing that there's so much unknown within us that it's, it's all about discovery. Our whole life is about curiosity and discovering not just about self, but the human experiences, what different emotions feel like. Which literally brings us to our last card. And that is the power of self-talk. Again, rewind. You, for those that are listening, no, you didn't see, but we were shuffling during the episode. We right. hadn't seen these. We have not seen so the these power yet. Power of self talk. What does that say at the very bottom? When my self talk is kinder, I am empowered in my capacity to pursue my dreams and believe in myself. This literally wraps up our entire episode today. <laughs> so I'm just going to describe the card to the listeners. Absolutely. It's stunning. Again, another feminine figure. God, brilliant sometimes. Um, <laughs> better late than never, Clay. <laughs> so this woman is facing us straight on, looking us dead in the eye. Her makeup is is interesting. It's okay. I get some sort of like princess royalty feeling with her headdress that comes on her forehead and kind of teardrops down just above her nose. And it's hidden in her hair, which her hair is pulled back. It looks like into two braids with a beautiful purple flower on each side. Lotus flower on each side. Mm -hmm. yeah. Her hair comes down across her chest and that's about where the card stops. But just between her hair is a white dove. This, mm. this peace, this beauty, the love, the joy, hope. The freedom within. Mm -hmm. And yeah. behind her, it's like this just lacy sun. It's like I was thinking of a doily for some reason. It, it looks like a doily. Okay. It does. I couldn't okay. think of that word. But it does look like a doily. But it has the glow of a sun as well. And it's almost like shining the light on mm on self. And I think this is a beautiful way to bring the card reading to a close is remembering to practice that kindness, that positive self-talk. You wouldn't tear people down, other people. Right. So why do you allow yourself to tear you down? Absolutely. Build yourself up, catch yourself because this <laughs> takes practice. <laughs> yeah, it does. This takes practice to catch yourself in those diminishing statements. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. And so don't give yourself a hard time about that. <laughs> Just start with the observation. If you, if you start with saying it and then it's after you're like, ah, dang it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm going to like, I'm going to try and, you know, reformat that into something more positive next time. And it may be a hundred times before you catch yourself in the middle of doing it. Yeah. That's very that's true. Okay. You didn't That's learn so to run in a day. You had to crawl before you walked, before you ran. And with that, I feel like we have given you guys a glimpse into who we are and how we practice our own love outward and inward. 
-hmm. And if you're interested in sharing any of your stories, I just want to make sure that I mention this. We are accepting guests for the people's journey. We want to share with everyone else, not just our own stories, but the stories of humanity, of the people on this planet. Everyone goes through what they go through. Everyone learns what they learn. And isn't it a great gift to share it with others? Sharing is caring. There you go. (laughs) So if you are interested in that, I'm going to pop up the website down below here on YouTube. If you're not listening on YouTube, it is lovealwaysself.com. And you can also email us contact at lovealwaysself.com and just send us a request. Yeah. And if you go to our website, there is a form that you can fill out to contact us. Yes. If you'd like to come on for an interview. And of course, I'm going to say it one more time. Helping us grow by hitting that like button, hitting that subscribe button here on YouTube and the notification bell to receive notifications of future content. We do try to post upcoming as premieres. So you get a little glimpse as to what's coming up for the week. All right. I'm done. I promise. (laughs) And don't forget to share our content with people around you as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And on that note, don't forget to love first. (laughs) You almost got me. Love last. And love always. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye, everybody. Hey, listener. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us in this moment. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to our next connection. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow to stay notified of new content from Love Always Self. If you have any questions or topics you'd like for us to discuss, please hit us up on any of our social media platforms linked in the show notes below. I'm Karista. And I'm Shira. And until next time, remember to love first, love last, and love always.